name's Jonathan Nato, and I am in Putnam, Connecticut. Hey, everyone. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I'm in Redondo Beach, California. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is. This is episode 101, and today we're going to focus on you. Ooh, me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jonathan just started playing guitar again after a very long, long, long break. Yeah, yeah you can say that. I'm, I'm yeah. coming out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, you're out of retirement, and you put the guitar back on. So today we're going to talk about you and guitar. Jonathan? Yeah. Tell me about the band and tell me how you started playing guitar. Yeah, so I, I started playing guitar after, actually the day I got in the car accident was the first, was going to be my first official guitar lesson. And uh, so I, I got in the car accident and I got sidelined for a little bit, but I ended up, uh, you know, playing guitar after I'd lost my sight. So I, I'd been playing guitar, I mean, I should be way better than I am right now, but I, I haven't actually like seriously played in probably over 10 years. And a friend of mine called me up. I used to be in a band with him, you know, when I was 15 and 15, 16. And he was like, hey, you want to come over and just kind of, you know, jam out and mess around? I was like, yeah, why not? I haven't, you know, like, played like played in, in, in a band setting for a long time. I was like, let's, uh, let, let's give it a shot. And so went down and hung out with them. I showed them a couple of songs that I, I wrote, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> they showed me some of their current songs or whatever. And uh, they're just like, hey, man, you want to make this more permanent? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, you caught me off guard. I was like, yeah, yeah, let, let, let's do it. So, you know, in the so 17 years later, I'm, I'm back in a, uh, a heavy metal band. So, man, before I ask you more questions about how it is playing guitar, being blind, which I think is unreal, unbelievably cool, let me just tell you, you know the, um, the cousin of mine mm. that, that I got robbed on a camel with? Yeah, yeah. He plays guitar. I believe he plays bass. Okay. And he's played his whole life. But last year, he had a, a, a work accident that crushed his hand. Oh, man, that stinks. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely crushed his hand. Man. And his, do his doctors claimed that he'd never be able to really use it again. Mm. But he has defied the odds. And the one thing, that when I called him after his accident, the one thing he really wanted to do is play guitar yeah so then he was thinking about he was he's right-handed so he's thinking about change switching the guitar yeah and that teaching makes his sense. left hand how to play yeah yeah so i find that fascinating man with um when you want to do something there's always always a way to do it you know yeah absolutely definitely so so let me just ask you man just do you ever wonder like okay you played live, right? Or oh, do you yeah. only play studio? Oh, no, no. I've, I've played live shows, definitely. So how is that different? Because you can't see the audience anyway. So does that lessen your your fear? Are you just out there enjoying? Like, how does that work? I would say it, I, I would say it, it most likely does lessen the fear. Like, because I do a lot of even, like, public speaking. I've given talks at conferences. I've, you know, preached in churches. So, I mean, that definitely helps. I, I have to be honest, not seeing definitely helps, you know, you know, people are like, oh, you're so like relaxed and it looks natural. I'm like, that's because I can't see any of you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just a lot easier. But I mean, when, you know, when you're playing a show though, the, the only thing is, you know, if you're, if you're playing in a concert and you don't hear anything after you're done a song, that's not, that's usually not a good sign. <laughs> so <laughs> you want to hear cheering and, you know, yelling and screaming and stuff. But, um, 
Like what, one, yeah, t- you, one time, when I, one time when I played a show, uh, the stage wasn't very high off the ground. It was sort you know, maybe a foot high or foot and a half or something high. And one time you know, we were playing the show, the mic, cause I, I play guitar and sing. And so the, the mic was pretty close to the front of the stage and I'm singing and like this mosh pit broke out and a couple of kids got like pushed up onto the stage and it knocked the mic over. I kind of got like, I kind of took a few steps back. They didn't knock me over, but I was like, whoa, what, you know, what the heck's going on? And, but like, I kept playing like the music with my guitar and someone came along, picked up the microphone and pushed me back over to the mic to keep going. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. You know, what that reminds me of, I've seen this band called Blind Boys from Alabama. Mm. Right. Have mm. you heard of them? No, I haven't actually. They're really cool. They're all blind. That's cool. And they play like soul, not necessarily gospel, but soul, blues. Yeah, right? yeah. And they're so good. But I've seen them in concert twice. I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe they opened for Peter Gabriel years ago. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, in Los Angeles. Man. And I know I've seen them twice. And the cool thing is they, they have their microphones recorded. Mm. And then they've got somebody backstage tugging on the cord, and I think that's how they know how close they are to the edge of the stage. Oh, that's cool, right? Okay, but you got to do that. Check it out. You got to yeah, check them out. Check you got to check out their music. That's very Blind cool. Boys of Alabama. Mm. Yeah, definitely check that out. Um, yeah, no, and you know it's uh, it's amazing. Well, first first of all, tell me the band's name. So the band already had like the, so the, my friend. I have two friends that are in this band. One one of them is the drummer, and the other friend is uh, the bass player. And I've been in bands with them, like you know, twenty five years ago or whatever, twenty four years ago. And so um, Randy, who's the drummer, they already had a band name. So the band name is Life Down. I think it's all one word. So Life Down, it's all one word. And he's had like various people kind of in and out the band. And so I'm the uh, I'm the latest uh, member in the band. So. I wasn't I wasn't sure how it was gonna work out because I listened to some of their songs and I mean they're they're heavier than rock and roll but they're not I wouldn't have really labeled them heavy metal and the way I play is definitely a heavy metal sort of style and I was like oh man I don't I don't know how this is gonna work out and so when they they asked me to you know if they wanted to make it more permanent I told them I was like man I didn't think you guys were gonna like what I was doing because I was like you know kind of what I'm doing is a little bit heavier. Then what you're doing, and they were like, "No, no, that's the direction we want to go." And I was like, "Oh, all right, well, hey, that works out." <laughs> that is awesome, man. Hey, you got to promise me on air so I have a, a record of this. You guys take off and turn into a multi-platinum band. I will be your biggest, biggest, biggest <laughs> cheerleader. But but you can't stop doing the stuff we're doing. Yeah, no, like I said, that I I I don't foresee that happening. If, if that was going to happen, it probably would have happened a long time ago. So I don't know, man. You have a platform here. You and I are doing a handful of other things together. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, looking at- and that's the other thing I liked about what they're doing. They're really laid back. They're not like we want to be famous. We want to, you know. They're just like, hey, every Monday we have band practice and see what happens. You know, like it's not. It's not this whole big deal, you know? Well, it is really cool, though, man. It's yeah. very, very cool, you yeah. know? Yeah, it felt good to play. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't actually played with a band in a very long time, so it was, it was fun to be able to kind of be in that scenario again. My, my friend Randy took a picture of, of, of us jamming. Well, we took a break, and he took a picture of me holding the guitar. Like, I had the guitar on, and I was standing in front of the microphone, and we were just talking. 
but he takes a picture of me and put, puts on Facebook. He's like, this is happening right now. And like over 50 people liked it. And like all these people like, I can't believe he's playing guitar again. <laughs> like they're talking about me. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. It, it was pretty the, cool. The closest I ever got to playing in a band was I was in fifth grade choir. Mm. Right. And then I was asked not to come back in sixth grade. <laughs> And I just had to think, you know, I never pretended like I could sing because I know I can't sing. I'm horrible. But I just had to think, oh, my God, you actually got cut from your sixth grade choir. You must really suck. Right? <laughs> and, th- and thankfully, this is one of those scenarios where I'm glad I, I could see because, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, looking at people holding a guitar and playing, you know, guitar. So I knew, like, how to hold it, how to, how to kind of put your hands and stuff. You know, even before I took guitar lessons, because um, I, 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 I'm assuming you're familiar with Jeff Haley. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Man. So, so I, I was watching. It was either something on YouTube or something, and someone was like, "Oh, hey, how come you play the guitar on your lap? Like, why do you, why do you do it that way?" And he's like, "Well, I never, I never, you know, he was born blind. He was like, I never saw anyone hold held, hold a guitar, and I thought that's how you played it. I thought you put it on your lap and you played it like that. So that's why." I play like that. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Like, he just assumed you lay it on your lap and play it, not that you hold it, you know, the way you hold the guitar and play it. And so that that's why he plays that way. That is really, really cool, man. You know, what turns me on about this topic is conquering adversity, mm. right? And the funny thing is, we joke about the fact that it's an advantage to you that you can't see the crowd because you're not <laughs> nervous. Yeah. But, dude, still, to be able to play guitar like Stevie Wonder, to be able to play piano, Ray Charles, there's so many people with various deficiencies that excel tremendously at music, Mm. right? Mm. So I don't think there's ever been a correlation between having a disability at any level and not being able to play music. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, uh, and of course I, I say this probably about everything, but to, to me, it's sort of like not a big deal. Some people are like, wow, you play guitar? I'm like, yeah, you know, I got, you know, and, but I mean, you're holding it, you're feeling it. And I, I think I'd imagine, you know, most professional musicians aren't looking at the guitar anyways, while they're playing, they're, they're, they're going by feel anyway. So it's like, it's really no different in, in my opinion. Like I, I can feel the guitar just as they can. And they're, they're choosing not to look at it. I can't look at it, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but, of course. Uh, so I, I would imagine the most professional musicians, even piano players, whatever, I mean, they're not, they're not you know, looking at the keys. They're, you know, moving their heads around and jamming or, you know, looking at the audience. Or So I, I would say, you know, again, for me, I, I mean, maybe I'm making it less than it is, but to me it's, you know, I'm, I feel a guitar just like anyone else. And I, I took a whole bunch of theory through high school, through college. I mean, in college, I probably, if I took a few extra classes, I probably would have also gotten like a, at least a minor like music degree. Um, just cause I took as many, uh, uh, extra classes I could just within music. And so I have a pretty good understanding of theory. So when I'm, when I'm jammed with someone, you know, I don't even, I don't have to, I mean, I can either figure out what they're playing just by hearing it or, you know, if they're playing something kind of complicated or whatever, all I got to say is, Hey, tell me what notes you're playing. And they tell me what notes they're playing. Boom. And I'm, I'm within a minute. I'm, I'm, you know, playing with them. That blows me away. You know, my daughter, Lena, Lena and Zoe both love singing, but 
Lena goes beyond. Zoe does it for fun. Yeah. Lena can hear a song twice. Yeah. And know every single lyric. Yeah. Yeah. It blows me away. I'm like, you've only heard it twice? He goes, yeah, Dad, check this out. And she sings all three verses. And I'm like, wow. You know? Yeah, because I, I, so, I, 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 I was watching some YouTube videos when, after, uh, you know, leading up. You know, I knew for a few weeks I was going to jam with them. You know, I didn't think it was going to be a permanent thing. But I was like... Man, I need to like practice so I don't, you know, embarrass myself or them. <laughs> so I, saw, I, I was like looking at YouTube and I, man, I, I wish there was YouTube in the mid '90s, the early '90s when I was playing guitar. Man, I would have been so much better. Like everyone teaches how to how to do almost everything on on any instrument, not even just guitar. But it's it's amazing what people do on YouTube. But one thing that's really annoying, and it, it's it's. It's annoying, I guess, if you're if you're a teacher. It's not annoying if you're just a musician. But, you know, I, I tell people, you know what? It's important to learn. You don't have to go nuts and learn all the music theory you can. But it's important to learn at least, like, the basic stuff. Like, you know, if you're going to balance in a checkbook, you need to know how to add and subtract. Like, you can't just, yeah, you can't just guess. Absolutely. You can't just guess yeah. and hope you get the numbers right. And, I mean, with music, yeah, you can do that. There's a lot of really talented people that just learn by, you know, playing by ear, which is amazing. And they're all just like gifted. But when you go to teach someone something, you're like, oh, it's on, on this string, on this fret. Like, and you don't know the notes, you don't know anything like that just makes a terrible learning experience. You know, I'm like, just tell me the name of the chords you're playing and I'll, I'll play them exactly what, you know, what needs to be done. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is the only thing I have to equate to that experience is is writing, mm. right? I joke about being in choir, but the truth is the only thing I equate to it is writing. And every now and then somebody will say, when they meet me, they'll be like, wait a minute, dude. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You wrote Going Bionic for five years? And I'm like, yeah. And they're, they're like, how many articles? I said, over 300. And then it registers in their mind. They're like, wait, you type one-handed? <laughs> and I'm like, well, of course I type one-handed. Right? Yeah. And they're like, wait, and how often did you do those articles? And I'd say every week, never missed a week for five years, literally every single Tuesday. But to me, it's just, I mean, you and I are on the phone at least five to six days a week, right? Yeah. Every single time you and I are on the phone talking about our projects or this, every single time, am I or am I not on the computer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Always. Right. The only time being a one handed typer screwed me is when I graduated Cal when I graduated UCLA, I was interviewed at Sony, like Sony Studios. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> I only typed 28 words a minute, which is and, ridiculous with one hand. Yeah, but it's not 140. Right. 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 Now I probably type 40, 45 words a minute one handed, which is decent i guess but i remember the manager at sony because it's a studio like columbia pictures i remember the manager saying you know what you've got the stuff that would want us to hire you but I, there's no no one's going to want an assistant to type that slow and i didn't get hired I know, that's ridiculous yeah man and you know it just goes back to what you and i have always said 
that for you and I particularly to do stuff and to accomplish things in our business and work, kind of have to do it on our own. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the sooner, I figured it out in the 90s that I was destined to do a bunch of stuff on my own because people would not give me the opportunity to do stuff for them Yeah, because they didn't think I could do it. And I know you had the same experience. Yep, yeah. But roping back to guitar, um, what's your favorite show? What's your, like, magic show? The one that you loved? Um, what, what do you mean by show? That you played. Oh, uh, hmm. I played with a couple, like, a handful of, like, professional heavy metal bands. I mean, those those are, like, my my favorite shows. Like, I played with a band called Propane. I played with another band called Malaya Rage. Um, you know, those, those are my, my favorite shows. I mean, not, I, I never played in front of like thousands of people, but those shows, it was, you know, at least a few hundred people, two, three, two, three hundred people. So that's the, pretty cool, man. Yeah, so those were cool. And I recorded, I recorded a couple of, you know, demos, you know, demo tapes and EPs, you know, again in the, in the nineties. Um, but you know, that, that was fun having, having experience in the studios and stuff. So I've experienced doing that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been, you know, it, I didn't realize how much, I guess I missed it until I, I played the other day with that, you know, with the band and jam with them. I was like, wow, that, I guess uh, this is something I, I've been missing. Like I, I've just been so busy doing other things, went to school, you know, got married, have kids, all that stuff. And just kind of, I always thought like, ah, that part of my life's kind of done. But then, like I said, when I practiced with these guys, I was like, ah, there's a little, a little spark here, you know? Well, I got to tell you, I don't think you've got enough going on in your life. You just need <laughs> something else, something else to slide into the 14 minutes you have free. Exactly. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I think it's awesome, man. I think it's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so- can you do me a favor? We're yeah. going to put this podcast up, but can you uh, get me one of your tracks, whether it's one of your old tracks or one of your new tracks? Is I want to put at least one track up on our website. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll give you one one or two songs, and you can pick whatever one you want. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So um, I think that's awesome. Oh, what kind of guitar do you use? Well, right now I'm using a Schecter Blackjack Avenger, but I totally, totally, and I'm I'm gonna say need. I need this other guitar that I found uh, recently, and. It's called a, it's a Dave Mustaine uh, Dean guitar, and it's called a Stratty. And I found, uh, in case the listeners don't know, I'm left-handed. And if you are a left-handed guitar, I'm not. If, I'm not. And if you're a left-handed, if you're a left-handed guitar player, uh, you know my woes of trying to find, you know, awesome left-handed guitars. Well, needless to say, I found. So I found this one website that sells this particular guitar, and so I called the guy, and I was like. Hey, you know, okay, you know, you know, do you do layaways? Do you take trade-ins? I was like, I, I need to get this guitar. And he's like, so we were talking. I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, you're the only place that comes up with these left-handed guitars. He's like, yeah, that's because Dean, uh, Dean Guitars, only made 50 of these particular guitars, and they're all right-handed. So they're extremely low-run, you know, guitar. I think the right-handed versions cost like three, at least $3,000. And they're all like numbered and autographed by Dave Mustaine and all that stuff. But so when I was talking to the guy, he's like, I contacted Dean myself personally 
and had a mini run of these. I made 12 of these. My, I paid for 12 of them to get made myself. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And so he's like, once these are gone, that's it. And I was like, oh, man. So if anyone's listening and, you know, you appreciate what we've been doing, let me know if you want to buy the guitar for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, well, a, it's an amazing either guitar. Either they buy the guitar for you or they buy your blackjack guitar. Yeah, exactly. You want to, I'll sell you my blackjack. It's, ter- it's looking like it might be actually worth, sort of valuable. It's like a, a discontinued rare Schecter from what, what I'm finding out. So maybe if you're a collector of guitars, get a hold of me. I'll sell it to you for a great price so I can get the other guitar. So, um, but yeah, so that, that's, uh, and back in the day I used to play BC rich guitars, which are like total heavy metal guitars. I had, a, had two or three of those. I've owned a Les Paul guitar. I've owned a Fender Stratocaster guitar. So I've owned, I've owned various guitars throughout the years. And, you know, when I was young, younger in my younger days and, you know, when I was 20, you know, 20, 22, 23 times get tough. You know, and I'm not, I wasn't really playing guitar. I ended up selling my guitars to, you know, pay bills and things. And I didn't have, I didn't have a guitar for a long time. And then within the last three or four years, I got this Schechter guitar. Um, but I, I'd love to, like I said, if I, if I was able to get that other guitar, that, cause that was the, the quality of guitar that I had of the ones that I sold. So it really put me back to kind of where I was at, which I'd love to be able to be restored back to that in a sense. So, yeah, yeah. And you know what? This has nothing to do with guitars because I've always wanted to play, but I just can't. Mm. <laughs> I guess if I I could duct tape my left hand on onto the neck, exactly, and maybe play and maybe play with my right, I could do that. <laughs> but my only guitar story is that Dean Markey's daughter uh, lived in the same dorm I lived in in college, so we hung out at Cal State Northridge for a couple of years. That's cool. Yeah, Mary That's my that. only, uh, and Dean Markey makes guitar strings. Yeah. Guitar yeah. strings, right? Yep, and guitar amps, too. And guitar amps, very yeah. cool. So that's my story for today. Anything else to wrap up, my friend? Uh, no, I think that's it. If you want to find us, go to limpingoncloud9.com. You can find us on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iTunes, and don't forget, lonelysealfilmfestival.com if you have a film you want to submit or apply for the screenwriting contest, submit your screenwriting. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll take a look at that. So lonelysealfilmfestival.com. Yep, and if you want to reach us, info at lonelyseal.com. That's info at lonely... No, God. <laughs> got lonely seal I, I always do that. Okay. <laughs> yep, and if you want to reach us, you can reach us at info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9, the number 9.com. And everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We will talk to you next episode. See ya.